0: Hello and welcome to Heroes World TGIF. I'm Andre and it is the greatest day of the week because the weekend is here. We are getting ready to kick back, relax and get into our hobbies, the things that we love, the things that keep us going through those grueling work weeks and work days. We get to TGIF. Jesse, how are you doing this fine day? Not bad. It's been a busy week. It's been a cold week.
1: It's been a rainy week. It's, yep. well, I guess it's just been a week and I'm excited to uh, sit back and relax and enjoy some of my hobbies. What about you? Yes. How's
0: your week yep. going? Yeah, my week was a little bit long, but I'm I'm uh, excited. My weekend quite doesn't start today because as a retailer and a hobby store owner, I do have to work Saturdays. But Saturdays are a great day because I get to see all the fans, and get to talk shop all the time. So I don't really mind it. But, Jesse, what do you got on tap for this weekend? What have you been looking forward to? What's your plans? I've got a stack of books to
1: read. I've got um, a little Star Wars book you may have heard of. Um, yep. Oh, I just forgot the title. I think it's uh, The Last Command. I think I got to yes. read a few chapters of that for the a Last uh, Command, the Thrawn Trilogy. Yeah. For a book club video we have coming up yep um arcane i'm clocking through that i think i'm on a uh, part two now which i'm loving like it's just nice. so it's so rich the lore the everything the characters like you want to watch more and i, I did part three come out this week
0: well, see, that's the cool thing. I was super excited. I thought it part three or act three, as they're calling it, was coming out today. So I'm like checking my Netflix this morning. I'm like, oh, it's tomorrow. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to blow through those uh, episodes and uh, that will make my Saturday even better. So, yeah, I'm glad you're catching up on it. I'm super loving that show. And there's a, sh- a little show on Netflix that
1: got released, I think. Well, not released. I, I Well, I guess released. Yeah. Um. You may have heard of it, uh, the anime Cowboy Bebop. Yes, I have never seen Cowboy Bebop. All right, have you seen it?
0: I have, and I love it. It's one of the best uh, animes. Uh, it's stellar. It's 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 fantastic.
1: Now, would you recommend it to me? Like, would you? I guess you did. You just said it was fantastic. Yeah, was yeah. No,
0: honestly, uh, I know it. I know where you're getting at. Netflix just released a live action, so. If you guys are oh, gonna tune into the live action that just dropped today, please, please, please do yourself a favor and put the original animation on you owe it to yourself to see how good that is. I I listen, I'm very uh torn because I love it and and i and I'm not a huge fan of when they try and do animation to live action. And I think if you took the time to watch. The original, you're gonna kind of see why Jesse. I think that I, I don't even know why they're gonna attempt it. There's no way they're gonna be able to capture it. Uh, it's so stylized, it's so fluid, it's 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 original, it's funny, it's quirky, it's messy. Um, I know Netflix has you know uh, been filming this for a while and, and stuff like that, but you know I don't wish I don't wish bad luck on anybody or anything. But sometimes I just have to question. Why would you attempt to adapt something like that? I would have rather Netflix says, hey, we went to the original creators and we said, hey, can you give us four or six more uh, uh, anime uh, episodes and stuff? But I will try the first episode. So, uh, Jesse, I'll challenge you. Watch the first episode of the anime and then watch the live action because it's fresh to you. You don't have the baggage that I have and see which one you like better. You might say, oh, yeah, the live action does it for you because... You know, you don't know it, or you might be like, oh, I see what you're talking about, Andre." They they tried, they aimed for the fences, they swung, they missed, but you might still enjoy it enough to to, to stick up for the ride. So. It's an interesting idea. Maybe um,
1: if our viewers want to see, maybe we could do like an old viewer, new viewer. Like, yeah, we watch it together. You yep. watch episode one, I'll watch episode one. You'll you'll be rewatching and discovering stuff with me that that might be For sure.
0: I'm I'm down with that. Listen, I think that's going to be the greatest thing about what this Netflix series is bringing is that it's going to put eyes on the original and the original is is fantastic. So anything that does that is really it's 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 got to get a little bit of appreciation from me no matter how hard I am on it. That is good because if anybody just watches Cowboy Bebop the original, I think they're gonna just be enamored, they're gonna discover and learn about the, the composer Yoko Kano, who she's phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it's just anyways. I don't want to keep gushing over cowboy bebop. We got lots of great stuff to talk about uh today. Uh, but before we jump into our comic talk, which is our favorite talk, like me and Jesse are hardcore comic fans. Jesse, what did you think about the reveal of the Multiverse verse multi by warner brothers this is a warner brothers mashup battle game fighting game i guess it might be like uh what's that super smash brothers or or brawl stars or something kind of like that yeah. what did you think of that announcement um i liked it
1: i i i, I saw the whole uh initial announcement um they got a lot of characters in it. They've got yep. like, Batman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, uh, Superman, Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. Scooby Doo. I think um,
0: Scooby. I think Shaggy. They showed. They showed us. You know, oh, Sylvester and yeah. Tweety. The big one that I noticed. They, they had Aura Stark. Right. Yes. And I know you're a Game, yeah. Game of Thrones yeah. fan. We see the 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 Winterfell banner behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I hope it's like Smash Brothers. I hope
1: it's very easy to play. Um, I kind of hope it's on the console, not a mobile app, because I don't like using my mm-hmm. thumbs on the uh, yeah. touch screen. Um, I'm excited. I, I kind of want to email them and ask them if I can get on that exclusive uh, beta list to try. Yeah, more. that's Maybe. a
0: good idea, definitely, to, to yeah. check that out. So what Warner Brothers has a ton of properties, and you can see they're 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 putting a lot into it. Is there a Warner Brothers property that you would like to see dropped into this? Because you know this roster is going to keep growing.
1: Yes, I have uh, two, one joke okay. and one serious. All right. I would like a serious one first. I would like either uh, the Animaniacs, oh yeah, for sure, or Pinky and the Brain. Oh yeah. Them as a dual character that might be cool. They get, like one on top of the other. Yeah. My my joke one is uh, Emmett from the Lego Movie because Chris Pratt is in everything nowadays.
0: Oh yeah, he yeah, it really <laughs> is. It's it's almost getting like it's like. Almost a bad, bad joke. At first, it was just a kind of a bad joke. Now it's oh my god, they're really
1: beating this to death. And one thing I too, I like about it too is in the game, it's all actual. The original um, actors, the voice actors, yeah. are voicing their characters. So yeah, bring yeah. Chris Pratt back as Amit. Let's uh, <laughs> let's beat him up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, what about you? Me? What characters uh, do you want? Yeah, uh, they have to put this this, this pair in. Uh, it's got to be Samurai Jack and Aku. So, man, love that cartoon. I think it totally fits uh, in with what they're doing. Uh, So hopefully... um yeah, hopefully uh, Warner Brothers keeps expanding. Hopefully the game's successful. Just think about it all just alone on the DC characters. There's so many you could throw yeah. in, and like this, the whole Scooby Gang. There's so much. So uh, kudos for whoever their marketing department is for putting that together because that's a lot of fun. But speaking of fun, what what have you read uh, this week in comics? What what was what was the first to for you to flip through this week? Um,
1: so a few weeks ago, a little book came out, uh, Dark Ages Two. Yep. By Tom Taylor. Yep. I left it on my stack of stuff to read, and I was really looking forward to it, so I forgot to read it. Absolutely. So I, I, I read number two, and then I immediately read number three right after, which came nice. out this week. And my God, you haven't read it yet, have you?
0: I've read one and two. I've got number three on my pile for this weekend. There is a character in there,
1: without spoilers, there is a character in there that we... See, do something that we've never seen him do, and you, I was reading it and I just looked at it and I was like, Oh, you did that. And Damn. I, I, I kind of stepped back, and uh, next week we can talk about it if you want, but um, all right, well, these, let's these, let's these show let's
0: talk. showcase some of the uh, the artwork from this series. This is Dark Ages yeah. number one. Uh, listen, you and I both have been kicking on this Tom Taylor tip. You know, all of the stuff he's doing is is phenomenal. Uh, So, yeah, so here's the cover, or one of the covers for for the book. Here's some interior. This is a flashback here, right? Um, Another one with X-23 in action with the other heroes. Looks like Blade is there. Um, I don't know, can I show slide number two, Jesse? Is that all right for me to show that Uh, one?
1: Yeah, slide number two is... uh...
0: Oh, that one there—the no, 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 no! Before we, before I showed, I love this one. This kinetic quicksilver uh, in action, yeah. Ton of cool art in this series, but yeah, let let's drop number two as a teaser. This is yeah. if, if you aren't going to pick up this book, this is going to make you pick up this book because here is the concept of boom. Look at this version of Doctor Doom. Man, oh man, oh man, he looks regal. He looks deadly. He looks like the perfect combination of the Sorcerer as well as the Technomancer. You know, I, I just love it. This is just great. It's such a simple design with that, you know, cloak. And I, I don't know what we're going to call those going down. I, the, 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 almost like a tabard, but from 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 the top of his cloak. It's so a scarf to tabard. keep him warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Doom's got a spell for that. <laughs> but oh, but sorry this. to
1: interrupt. Let's just go take a step back. Dark Ages of, is about the planet lost its electricity from a. It was a EMP, right? Mm-hmm. An EMP went off, and all the electricity went away. So everybody's living in a post-apocalyptic world where no more electricity so iron man is now useless um who else do we got uh all the techno based superheroes are now irrelevant because yep. no power no uh no power no powers yep <laughs> so the heroes are trying to live their lives the best they can so they set up little communities all across the world and they actually communicate with uh mutants so they have a telepath in each settlement and they talk to each other through uh, telepathy and uh apocalypse is the main baddie in this series and he's up to no good and uh you just gotta pick it up and read it to find out what he's doing
0: yeah no definitely check it out like the stuff that they do in this book is really really cool it is a marvel kind of what if it isn't the regular marvel universe and we find that out in the first issue because we see peter parker And Mary Jane are together, and they have a daughter named May or Mayday and stuff like that. So we know it's not the regular universe, but definitely pick this book up. On issue number three, we've got one, two, and three at the shop. Or check out your local comic shop because it is a damn fine read. Uh, So for me, I, like you, had to catch up on a book, Jesse. And that book came out, I think, maybe two, three weeks ago. uh, And it is The Magic Order, Volume 2. Issue number one. Now, let's talk very open and truthfully, I actually despise slash dislike Mark Millar's writing. Not a fan of his writing at all. However, why do I continue to read his books is because this guy gets to work with the best artists in the industry and this time he's teamed up with Stuart imminent the first volume i think was uh olivier copiel uh and stuff and their art is just a treat no matter what like just check out this one page here uh you know look at the shadow it's 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 this creepy monster and 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 stuff like that imminent is a master i love almost anything and everything he does so this is a book that uh, i continually buy for the art now talking about story magic order number one did not leave an impact on me if you guys recall that title it was supposed to become a netflix series all of this Millerverse stuff was supposed to be on netflix and of course jupiter's legacy came and went faster than you could blink an eye got canceled so who knows what the future of this Millerverse is apparently magic order is still supposed to be on tap now was this book good did i like it did it change my mind on millar's writing hell no but for the art it is cool and i gotta say there are some interesting concepts in it but where i am going to put a little bit of criticism is is that this book forces the reader to have read volume one there's no previously in there's no synopsis there's no introduction of, of, of characters uh and stuff like that and it's not hard to do those things the book jumps around a lot. And of course, you know, I've read enough of it to know and, and and figure out and follow what's going on. But again, this is definitely not a book that I would say is new reader friendly. You're mm-hmm. going to have to do some work if you haven't read the first volume of it. Now, what things did they do cool? I really like the premise of how the magicians travel through different dimensions. There's, there's a, a, a part where they literally... Uh, go through a painting somebody says oh I was just in Canada at Niagara Falls and then I oh am I in Vegas no he says you're you're, you're chilling out in a painting in this pocket dimension so oh. there is some really cool stuff in it and of course the art is beautiful but like I said oh. sometimes for for you know being a shop owner I got to read everything and sometimes you just don't like stuff but I still got to do it and and be honest with uh not only my customers but with myself because you know what lo and behold there might be a mark millar book that i read and go like holy smokes my opinion has changed but yeah look how cool uh that is man such cool i will also say the book did remind me a little bit of the netflix series bright so uh i think that that um might have kind of left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth it just it just doesn't feel up to its potential, but anyways, back to you. What What about you? Let's talk about good books. I'm not saying Magic Order wasn't good, but you know, let's talk about books that we're genuinely excited about. Speaking of uh, Magic
1: Order, I flipped through it and I didn't yep. read Volume One. Yeah, I, I had no idea what was going on. So <laughs> you almost have to read Volume One.
0: You definitely before
1: do. you jump into Volume Two. Yep. Um, good books. Um, our boy again, Tom Taylor yes nightwing yes this was the conclusion to uh fear states his uh nightwings arc in fear state so we saw him team up with the bat family to take down the uh magistrate yep um i found this panel very funny this uh, page very funny it's uh nightwing bat Bad girl hanging out in an alley, they lure a whole bunch of bad guys there, and they're like they beat them up and take their suits, and they're like, yes. Isn't this what the bad guys do? Isn't this what <laughs> you're usually trying to stop? It's just a very funny, quirky little moment in a very serious book. Right? Um, so this was the conclusion to the Nightwing arc of Fear State. So we saw everything come to a head, and we saw a tease for what's coming next. And I think, uh, what is it, Bad Girls? A new series, girls? Yes. Yes. So there's a new character, new book. new book and new character. What was her name? Do you remember? It was a Siren science Seer, Seer, Seer. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she's been behind a whole bunch of uh, nonsense with uh, Batgirl. She's been attacking the Oracle network and taking control yep. of that and uh, sending people for uh, weird quests and telling them weird things and just yeah. trying to
0: um, tarnish the uh, Oracle name. Exactly. She's, she's been infiltrating Oracle's, all her technology. So Oracle had to basically shut down her network because it had all been compromised. But you know what I love about this particular uh, Fear State crossover? Fear State was a, a, a Batman-centric storyline. But of course, if it goes into Batman, it's going to go into his family of books. But I love, love, love that this one actually had some real impact. Mm-hmm. Because the events in this book are mentioned in Fear State. You see what happens if you're reading this Nightwing three issues. And then when you continue reading Fear State, the events of what you just saw are brought back. And when you read it, we're going to talk about Fear State because it was awesome. Mm. But I really like that this Nightwing uh, portion led directly into it. Uh, So, yeah, but we'll get into that. Let's get into it like pretty much right now because, man, Fear State just ended this week with batman one one seven and oh my god what an incredible ride it was only a five issue run in batman they're also doing an alpha and an omega issue and of course we just mentioned that it was in nightwing and it went over into catwoman uh and stuff too but damn what a great series so we're gonna do a little bit of a overview from start to finish and what we liked about uh this series but uh Jesse, yeah, how did you feel overall about about Fear State?
1: Um, I loved it. I loved all the uh, new characters we were introduced to. And um, it seems like Tinian's run has been leading up to this. It seems like he had a plan from the get-go. Yep. And he followed through and he didn't hold back. Starting with, uh, what was his name? Mayor, uh, ne- 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 do you remember his name? The Mayor.
0: The the Mayor, uh, Neeson or something like that? Ne-
1: yes, he got elected into office, and then we see him kind of getting pushed out of office in this little bit, right? Like he's, yeah. Tinian's, I love Scott Snyder's run on Batman with the Court of Vowels, mm-hmm. but I got to go back and read it because I think this whole Tinian run has, uh, Changed my mind a little bit on that. Ooh, Which, wow! That's that's some
0: big praise, man. That's some well, big
1: praise. It is, but again, Scott Snyder and Tinian worked very well together. They actually mm-hmm. did the Scott Snyder run together,
0: right? Um, yep, there was they worked hand in hand. You know, uh, Tinian almost is Snyder's protege. I guess if you could you could call it. They were like a dynamic duo themselves. And the new
1: characters uh, in this one, um, we've got uh, Miracle Molly. Yep, great character. I I. I want to see where she's going. I hope she stays in the uh, Batman's family for so long here. I think we got a picture here of her. uh...
0: Yeah. Yes. There she is trying to defuse the bomb that the Scarecrow had planted. Yes. Like this is such a great
1: character. There was no real uh, push for her. Not like a punchline. They brought punchline in and said, check out this punchline. Uh, she's going to be the next big Harley Quinn character, but this one came in under the radar and uh, took me by surprise. What did you think of uh, Miracle Molly?
0: Yeah, no, I d- definitely. I think the whole organization that uh, she was part of and stuff, it was actually different, you know? It wasn't like any of the other um, Bat characters. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit like uh, the character Anarchy, but not not as, shall we say... Um, what's the word chaotic right yeah uh, the only thing i will say about the character is that she is another tech head like you know like toy man and stuff like that she's very good with gadgets and and, and whatnot so i think she, if she does stay around she might join the team and in, 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 in building uh resources for batman but again that's a trait and and uh uh person with a skill set that Batman always has around her around him sorry so I think she could definitely play a role um within that but yeah like fear state itself like listen what a what a finale let's talk a little bit we mentioned that Nightwing book so in the Nightwing book Nightwing Robin spoiler Batgirl as well as Batgirl Cassandra Kane, they steal the magistrate's armor and use that to infiltrate the magistrates headquarters and again this is a panel right in that book and it just starts kind of with this so if you weren't reading nightwing you'd be like hey where these guys come from how they get the gear but again it was a perfect segue right into it and i like that connectivity throughout the series as i mentioned before uh catwoman there's a couple parts of the catwoman series that tied into this as well and you know we saw harley quinn in this series we saw poison ivy in the series. And what Catwoman was doing was saving a version of Poison Ivy. And that played a big part in the Fear State book. So I really, really like that. But let's talk about some of the action. Holy crap. This is Batman versus Peacemaker 01, basically the the made-to-be-a-hero. This is the uh, media-centric. This is the... the, the, uh, This is the guy that they're kind of toting to be the hero. This is the public eye. uh, And Scarecrow basically gets in his head and is using him against Gotham. And Batman's got to go toe to toe against this basically enhanced human uh, cyborg, cybernetic parts. And of course, Batman's up for the task, you know, but he takes. He takes his beating uh, and stuff, and it's almost him working with the whole team. Like Ghostmaker, uh, is it? Yeah, Ghostmaker Ghostmaker. plays a big role in this. In this, Uh, Poison Ivy plays a big role in this. You know, everybody's kind of pulling their weight in this series. But again, you see these different, like Batman, just on the ropes. Uh, And then, yeah, here's another one. Like, look at him. He's beaten. He's bloody. You know, this guy is healing. He's getting stronger. He takes off bat- his He's out. not backing down. Yeah, look at this. Pan, he like, takes, takes off his belt. He's wrapping the belt around his fists so he can punch this stronger guy. And look at that! Boom! Like the oh. art is just. Clicked it at the same time. Uh, you know, him and as just uh, Jorge Jimenez doing just man colors amazing art amazing. It's kinetic. It's 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 original. Man, a lot love 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 love. This, but uh, you mentioned Tinian and creating a whole bunch of new characters. We also had new adversaries. You know, the magistrates create, you know, a Peace Walker X or Peace Walker 10 to go after Peace Walker 01. And he's another kind of manipulated victim and stuff. But yeah, this series, wow, it had everything. You know, Scarecrow had this big plot to. Basically pushed Gotham to the limits of fear so that he could build something new from the ashes. And it was phenomenal. But the book had six six issues. Here's the, fir- the final th- three issues here. These are the variant covers. So we got 15, 16, 17. But look at how they all connect together, right? So that's in the upper left. That's Batman 112, 113, 114. And then 15, 16, and 17. So, all the issues form this big, big poster, and uh, yeah, it's uh awesome. And also, the regular covers let me just state that these are the DC cover B's, uh, and they are cardstock covers that form this issue. But the three issues, the last two issues of the regular. Covers So the cover A, as they regard, they also formed a pretty cool uh, image, too, if you bought issue 16, 116 and 117. So definitely, hey, that's our look at Fear State. It was phenomenal. It's also Tinian's last Batman run or arc because he's gone on to other things. He's going to finish off some of his other comics for the other companies and stuff like that, as well as I think he's still on Joker for maybe another month. Uh, but then he's doing some big stuff in Substack. So we're going to see how that plays out and if he gets as much notoriety on that as he has for DC Comics. But speaking of DC Comics, let's get into our comic spotlight of the week. And this is a book that you've probably heard and maybe anticipated or knew was coming out. And that is none other than... Should we do a drum roll or let's just put it up? Let's just put you it just up. let
1: put it up. Yeah. All right. I like The this Zero's
0: story. World... Comic Spotlight for this week is Superman, Son of Kal-El, issue number five, and this is brought to us by, you know what, Tom Taylor again, right? Taylor. And he has, you know, this guy's just doing really great things, but you probably heard because this book has had some, a lot of talk, a lot of controversy, not controversy, but a lot of buzz, a lot of buzz. Here's the cover A. Right, and it's in the clutches of Henry Bendix. If you are an old school wild, uh, Wildstorm fan, you know Henry Henry Bendix originally from like the Wildcat series and the authority and stuff. But oh, wow. again, since the DC universe is all amalgamated, they've they've kind of put him out there. He's still a very, very shall we say badass in his own way manipulating and controlling uh this guy is definitely uh i would probably put it he's got a lot of he's a lot of plans he's almost like a cross between a mr sinister and a and a and a dr doom but without the magic aspect very very you know you don't want this guy as your enemy and poor jonathan kent has him as an enemy right now but let's look at this why this book is a little bit. Got the controversy. Oh, sorry. Brought, brought the wrong issue. Because this is the issue where Jonathan comes out. And DC toted him as being bisexual. And this is he is having or they share the first kiss with his friend that we met in the second issue of the series. So a lot of buzz because of that. Um, and you know what? I think DC almost... I think they kind of made much ado about nothing, because if you've been reading the series, right, you've kind of seen this chemistry build with these two characters already, right? So yeah. it, was, it was kind of like, you know, when it when it happened, it wasn't surprising and i think it took a lot of people by surprise because of the initial headlines they're like superman comes out as bisexual but they failed to say that it was superman's son he's got the reign and title as superman because his father is off in space so clark kent basically said hey son you are going to be superman while i'm away and stuff so i think a lot of people got the wrong uh message for it but this series, all five issues have been great. Uh, again, let's pick up on this. What is going on in this series? We see Jonathan Kent. He's in free fall. He has just been struck by Henry Bendix and done something to his physiology, which has amplified his powers a hundred or a thousand fold. He can hear everything. He can see everywhere. He knows everything. And sees all the danger in the world and he feels the need and the necessity to do something about it. Whether that's flying all over and saving people in floods or trying to pull every, like he doesn't want anybody to get hurt. And he's crisscrossing the globe from metropolis all around, picking up bridges, saving people mudslides everything love this panel here where he converses to uh this little girl in her native language picks her up and flies her to safety and stuff but he doesn't know what bendix did to him and it is causing problems his powers are starting to fluctuate and he's almost too strong to help people he becomes kind of maybe a little bit of a a threat or a menace to them so he goes to his friend and he crashes and this particular guy he has he's a meta human and he cannot be hurt so it's kind of this really cool moment where you know they're just he's like hey jonathan rest you know you, you can crash here you don't have to save anybody especially here you'll never have to save me i'm invulnerable and he yeah. just crashes and falls asleep and he wakes up and he's there they share this moment you know it really felt like a moment and then he's like, "Oh, my super senses are back! I gotta go save people." So you got that kind <laughs> of awkward thing where two people kiss, and then one person's like, oh, "I gotta get out of here! I gotta so go." See how that plays out. So it did have some humor in it too, uh, and stuff. But I think again, Tom Taylor—he can write relationships, he can write people, and he's got—he's got a handle on this, and he's got a plan uh, as well. So I—I uh, I thought it was—I uh, thought it was really well handled. DC did three covers, and of course they're pushing the whole pride thing, and I think that's very important too. But I also think, again, anybody who was thinking that this was forced or out of the blue, well, you hadn't been reading the series because, again, I think they they basically announced this thing in the second issue. You you, you could see yeah, it. if yes. you're reading it and you're looking at the pages, you definitely know there was a little bit of sparks. And you know, again, you might want to say, well, if there's sparks, how come they didn't say that? He is, you know, all you know, all the way. However, if you know the introduction of this character, in DC Future State, Jonathan Kent is in a relationship with Wonder Girl. So that's why it was important for them to come out and just say that, that oh yeah, no, he's come out as bisexual and stuff. So I think they handled it well. I think the comic was done well. But again, I think too many people made Kind of a stink about it without oh, having true. read the comic and that's always sad people just judging something by a headline so i don't you know
1: this i don't read superman at all but i would yeah. say superman son of Kalel is up there on one of my favorite books of the past year yeah um just the heart that they put into the character i think we talked about it before um very first issue batman standing there standing watch at the fortress of solitude protecting yep. uh superman's child being born just the heart they put into it and when they announced that um uh, was it jonathan jonathan's going to be bisexual i said yeah let's do it yep. tom taylor great writer if anybody's going to do it it's going to be him and like you said from issue number two it's been leading up to this like uh they met at school i believe right
0: yep at university yep
1: and uh they've just been growing closer and closer they're kind of activists together saving
0: the world um well isn't... there was also that really great moment where um he basically flies him i think from metropolis back to the kent farm yep. and there's that like oh come and meet my parents and, and he's like Oh my God, your mom's Lois Lane. And he has this freak out moment. You don't know if he's freaking out because, you know, it's like, isn't this quick to be beat my parents? So you got a little bit of that, but you also got this, this kind of hero worship where, uh, he you know his friend is like oh my god your mom's lois lane she's a reporter she's an activist i worship her i I, I idolize her so it's really cool but you also get some of that little bit of that awkward moments and so again the writing was there you knew that you know there were definitely going to be a little bit more than friends from right right when you uh, met them so yeah very very cool
1: very very cool the art's amazing too if you didn't like look at these panels like uh so kinetic so energetic like yeah superman's just lying there but it looks so fascinating and yeah um, did we find it yes see superman grab what is that a boat car like yep, that's what i think of superman i think of that classic pose of him holding up a car and yeah i know it's not
0: kal but it
1: it's my count he's, out, if that he's makes Superman, sense He's
0: right? Superman. Yeah, he's Superman. He's, yeah, and 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 that, again, that's the great thing. I think too, a lot of people are like you, Jesse. They they don't read Superman because they think, oh no, you know, he's just you know, he's unstoppable. He's this. He's that. You know, he's boring. He's just a big blue Boy Scout and stuff like that. But I tell you, man, he you know, there's a reason why he's you know considered the greatest superhero uh, and stuff. And uh, yeah, just I just you know, most Superman comics. Uh, and iterations on it i still like them but there's you know when there's a really good creative team that's when superman really really shines and stuff and uh yeah so far we've been very lucky with some great uh, iterations of superman especially from the new 52 as as well as the rebirth uh and stuff and you always get top creators on him maybe not quite as much as you do with batman and stuff and i think batman's an easier character to to kind of come to terms with and stuff but man superman like there if, if if you ever needed a character to show true heart and show what true humanity is that's superman and i know that sounds ironic because he isn't human but he does have the best aspect of humanity within him and he is that that's how we get to see you know ourselves because he just believes so much in humanity and, and, and earth and that's the place he decides to call home so absolutely love it
1: after reading son of Kalel and um cw has the superman show i've come to a conclusion that superman can pretty much do anything physically yep he can be there really quick he can fly jump tall buildings in a single bound isn't that leap tall buildings in a single yep. bound that one thing superman has trouble doing is being a human and that's where his flaws come in. And they're like, yeah, the CW Superman show. He's trying to be a dad and he's trying to hold back the fact that he's Superman and he can be anywhere. And he's trying to do the fatherly aspects. Uh, Son of Kal-El is a very powerful man, but he can't go to college and get an education because everybody yep. knows who he is. right? The flaws of Superman to me now are him being human. And I like. I really like yep. him trying to be human and bring out the best of him, even though he's not human.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And and that's, that's again, one of the cool things. I'm really glad you're enjoying the book, and I am definitely going to recommend more Superman stuff for you to try. I really want to see if I can get you to like his dad. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, guys, check out our Spotlight book, uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, That's the Hero's World, comic spotlight for this week. You won't be disappointed. And next up for, again, this is probably my favorite uh, segment or after the comic segment. It is... Time for lights, camera, action figures, and this week uh, I have loved, love, love. you've probably heard me talking about it, the series The Witcher, whether it's the video games or it's the Netflix series The Witcher, I am super on board with, and the, just this week we've got in the series two Witcher action figures by McFarlane. And the first one up, we have none other than Suri. And she is kind of the ward slash apprentice of Geralt of Rivia. We haven't seen what uh, she can do yet in the TV series. I'm really looking forward to that in December. But if you've played the video game or if you've read the books, you know that she is a powerful, powerful mage. And she is being trained as a witcher. Great figure. Um, Let's take a look at what she looks like here. This is her. Each figure does come with a stand and a couple of accessories, right? But very good face sculpt and stuff. Very true. These are the figures for the video game, guys. Cool. Uh, so uh, maybe they will do the Netflix versions uh, later on. Uh, and it's here you can see a accessory that is kind of her using the electricity the energy of the sports she can kind of teleport and move really really fast but yeah the packaging is great on the figures I'm having a set for myself because like I said I love all things Witcher I'm going to crack these open uh this weekend but here let's go and take a look at the main man himself Geralt of Rivia uh and here in this version so this is the second version of the figure and of course just like the game, he, there's many different types of armor. He's got a trophy with him. He's got his signature two Witcher swords, and of course, he has got an extra hand that allows him to add the accessory of that little fireball. the The signia, the sign. I think it's called Igni. Uh, but yeah, very, very cool. Um, the one thing I will say about the Gralt figure um, is that the the paint application is very very good but it is a little bit flat you don't get a lot of details popping out and you can really see that in this image but what i'm probably going to do as a person who does paint a little bit and do uh for for warhammer and some other miniature games probably going to take this particular figure and just get a nice black ink wash and go over the pants and his uh torso uh, armor piece there so it'll seep into those lines and you can really then see make it make it pop if i get ambitious i might you know jazz up the swords a little little bit uh but uh yeah this this figure line mcfarlane has really really outdone himself uh the packaging is cool uh the figure is cool i i really i really like him um and i guess. I'm super stoked for the Witcher to be coming out in what? Like less about less than a month or maybe about a month away. Man, I think it's that amazing. is going to be so oh I'm hoping it's awesome. I love the first season i've watched it like three times already i love it love it so uh yes lights camera action figures now that is not the only mcfarlane figures he released a whole bunch of stuff we've got it all at the store you can check us out on our website heroesworld.ca for all the action figures or drop on by the store so much to see there um but last but not least you know we know we're coming up on our time here Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the newest Magic the Gathering release. So we have the return to Innistrad with the new set, Crimson Vow. So if you are into Magic the Gathering, you know that the theme of Innistrad is vampires. And the previous set dealt with werewolves. So we're getting into that horror and Halloween theme uh, and stuff. Last week, we had the pre-release packs come out and the pre-release packs give you a kit with enough cards to build a deck out of there and face off other people and this is what they called a sealed deck format you're not drafting you're building the deck with the cards here and now you can now get draft booster packs collector booster packs as well as set booster packs plus the bundle as well as commander decks, but let's take a look at some of these cards. Great set! They did Wizards of the Coast did a fantastic opening video. Jesse, I don't know if you saw that for it, mm-hmm. but it's really cool. Vampire theme has always been top top notch in Magic, and just look at the art and look at the the cards. Just freaking amazing! What we're looking at here are some of what they call the mythic rares, and these are the Planeswalkers and some of the legendary creatures uh, within the game. So Wizards of the Coast outdoing themselves. Another great set. This theme Innistrad has been very popular. This is our third Innistrad set, uh, and it continues to entertain. So if you're a Magic the Gathering player, you know that that set dropped today, this Friday, and you probably already got some or on your way to get some because this weekend you're probably going to be either doing some drafting or some playing or building a new deck or checking it out. And that's what it's all about. Having fun with your hobbies, whether it's card games, comic books, video games. We talked a little bit about everything. So hopefully you get some time to enjoy that. I know Jesse's got a stack of comics to read. I myself have that. And I've got Arcane to look forward to. So enjoy your weekend, folks. And as always, thank you for tuning in. And thank you for continuing to support us. We have almost got 1,500 followers or subscribers on YouTube. So let's build up this Twitch channel. Check us out for all this great content, new content coming at you Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Subscribe, like, and even comment. Join that discussion. We want to hear from you. Thanks once again, and have a wonderful night.